You are now listening to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carton, and joining me, the scorpion to my sub-zero is, as always... Kyle Carney! Oh, man. Oh, my God. The audio peaked so very bad. I can tell. Oh. Um... Hey, it was cool to see Sub Zero in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Sub Zero and the whole Lin Quay. Uh, oh man, yeah. Just like the Domino's metaphor continues to get more and more accurate because my brain becomes more and more, more less and less delicious, like a Domino's pizza with each passing episode. <laughs> oh no. Um, if you couldn't tell, this episode did not sit well with me. No, no, it it uh, did not. Um, so we're we're talking about episode thirty, the Noose Titans. I will say this: that's a good name for the episode. It is a good name. I think I think if nothing else, a lot of the titles of episodes have been both good and fairly appropriate slash accurate. So, yeah, that that seems fair. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy, who do we want to talk about this episode? Because there's a decent amount of stuff that happens, but also most of it's just like the same plot beats kind of over and over again. Yeah. Again. Uh, do we want to get Archie out of the way first, since it's kind of... Do Yeah, I feel like Art. Fuck. Because his plot is basically the same plot it's been for the past couple episodes. It's just more of it. Yeah, that's true. So Archie, Archie is in the mob, and then he summons Sub Zero <laughs> to fight. <laughs> yes, that, that's pretty much it. Um, that's it. That's the plot. <laughs> Archie's in the mob. He tries to intimidate um, Lenny and Carl, uh, who are the mob associates of Hiram Lodge. Can we just talk about real quick how that is? the least believable part of this episode. Never mind how a bunch of fucking high school children made a bomb, like, with no prior setup in the story that they are uh-huh. capable of making a bomb. Um, fuck off, Archie. You're 16, dog, yeah. and they will shoot you to death. Yeah, they shot their own, like... Uh, they shot their own dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is the fact that Hiram's two, like, mafia, like, cohorts are named it's Lenny like and Carl. Like, oh, those dicks. Like, Oh, the, yeah, like the guys from The Simpsons, right? Yes. Even I know that, and I don't watch that fucking show. It's just, it made me feel like the Three Stooges, but no, now I understand more accurately what they are named after. Yes. So, that's Awful. a weird thing. So, so, they come into town, and they're like, we want 25%. And he's like, Hiram's like, fuck you, dude. And... Then Archie's like, I'm a toughie. And then they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> good, <laughs> and and good that's job, basically kid. that scene. We'll take 25%, please, and thank you. And uh, then they leave. Uh, Arthur Adams is back for this episode. He, like, as an actual, like, mob enforcer for for Hiram. Uh, so that's, like, 100% confirmed now. Um, there's also- oh, that, that figment detective. Yes. 
Oh, yeah, he's the turn... Okay, yeah, he's the turncoat. Yeah, we find out later he's a turncoat uh, after he Boy. attacks Andre. I don't know with if it's a... hammer? <laughs> with a ball-peen hammer, yes. Um, I don't know if it's a sign of the show or just a sign of the times, but, like, I forgot that that plot line ever happened, actually. Like, I was like, that's, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um... There's also a moment where <laughs> where Reggie and and Archie like arm wrestle in the locker room. Okay, yeah. So so like in the beginning of the episode, in addition to this like weird capo scene, there's like a debate, but not really. Like it's mostly just a bunch of teenagers screaming. It's, it's a an open house, like a town hall meeting kind of thing. But for the student body president, and yes. it is packed to the gills, you know, mm-hmm. as these are, as as things are like this. What the... F- okay. And, um, and, and friggin' uh, Alice Cooper Reggie, is, like, the moderator, which is weird, but... And she's dressed like a schoolgirl. Like, she's she she is cosplaying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Reggie and Josie are running, and Archie and... What's your face? Veronica are running, and Betty and Juggy are running, and that's basically the first beat of all of their stuff. Um, and so Reggie's like, "Hey, Archie, I'll arm wrestle you for the bulldog vote." Like it's a distinct like yeah. the school is divided into like, like <laughs> voting blocks, and gerrymandering occurs within like the classroom. Yeah, yeah, like it's a whole like what fifteen votes, twenty votes. Out of yeah, like 15 Yeah, okay, well I guess the question is it, it is probably the exact amount of votes as there are sub zeros. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes, that's right. Plural. There's multiple in this universe, I well, guess. Well, there's multiple sub zeros in the World Combat universe as well, but we Yeah. But not fifteen. No, no. No, there's not. Um can everyone in that group shoot ice out of their hands? Man, I hope so. I meant in actual combat, but like, yeah, that would be tight. Oh, I mean, the um, Lin Kuei, the Lin Kuei each get like their own special abilities. Like, I think Smoke yeah, is a Lin Kuei. I know Smoke's in it. Yeah. I think, I think there's some, but like, I know Scorpion's not in it. I don't no, think. no, no. He's from a rival clan. That's the whole, the whole story yeah, there. Him and uh, Reptile. So welcome to the Mortal Kombat podcast. <laughs> I would fucking prefer it at this point. And the last Mortal Kombat game I played was the one on the Xbox, the original Xbox. Jeez. Jesus. All right. Well, it's been a bit. Um, uh, so, what happens next, homie? So, aside from the whole Hiram plotline, there's also a the whole deal with uh, Fred running for mayor, and uh, Archie's a petulant shit yes. and is a bad son. Yes. Like that's the Archie plotline, and. He doesn't show up for his dad's big speech, and like he's awkward when Jughead is helping his dad write his speech, mm-hmm. and Archie's, I don't know, he's just a fucking scab and a little brat again. Yeah. Uh, he does chase after I, the guy that's attacking Andre, who, like I said, we discover it's um, Arthur it's Adams. Fic- it's fictive police. Yes, it's Figment um, from uh, Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, yeah. Fig- figments. Something just popped in my room. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I heard it. Um, it's terrifying. Um, the Lin Kuei are here for me. Um, so, yeah, he does all this stuff, and then 
like basically after all of that happens like the the because arch like andrews or whatever the fucking turncoat was beats andre up there's mm-hmm. too many a names there really is um especially in one plot line um archie is like well don't sign the deal just yet mr lodge because i'm gonna go get some support and he gets archie starts another boy gang he starts like, okay so he, he, at this point it's not even fun anymore no like it's 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 trite it's i've d- we've done this he's he starts a boy gang again they're called the dark circle this time which is what Ooh. which in our universe red circle publishing became dark circle publishing oh in the flesh world yes for real? yes in the irl um whatever and but yeah they they roll up and they have like literally sub-zero mortal Kombat ninja masks and like black hoodies and balaclavas and stuff they also are carrying like big tanks of of guzzoline yes um and they also blow up the criminal's limo Mm -hmm. which is like that's i guess that's a a thing that you can do teenagers yep um so sure whatever um and then they're like, you better fucking watch yourselves. If you think we're weak, you're wrong. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, this would have been funny if you guys played it comedically instead of, like, taking this seriously. Also, the Dark Circle will disband next episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, we, we won't see as, this ever again. As the boy groups do. Yeah, they, they, they uh, break up more than a 90s boy band, so... <laughs> They've they've they're gonna break up harder than One Direction. Damn. Um, so I could not be less invested in Archie's plotline. Yeah, it's not like it's not. I'm great. on the record as saying that I hate mob stories, and I don't think I've ever been less invested in a mob story than I am right now, which is fucking saying something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like the end of the episode, uh, Hiram gives Archie a car. And that's I think it's a T bird. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Archie is kind yeah. of a shit. He gets yelled at by his mom for not being Rightfully there for his dad. So. And then he yeah. gets a car after pretending to be sub zero. <clears throat> yeah, Archie basically continues to be rewarded for his garbage boy behavior. Yeah. So his trash crime boy. I don't fucking care. Like Everyone's complaints in season one was like, Archer's not doing anything, and he's too emotionally pure. It's like, okay, well, I guess we really overcorrected the course for that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. Um, Betty? Sure. So... Yeah, let's do Betty. Betty Betty's... <laughs> Betty's at least had moments that made me genuinely laugh rather than just, like, exacerbated laugh. Yeah. So, um, with Betty and Jughead uh, at the debate at the start of the episode, they, they they talk about wanting to be more inclusive and bring the Southside students into the fold and make them more part of, like, the community and everything. Um, to which the Serpents respond with a prompt, you don't get our vote. Yeah. Which is just the... Okay, whatever, sweet pea. Like, who it's, are you? Yeah, like it's that, and I think that that mentality holds for all of like five minutes until later in the episode. Um, yeah, that's the biggest fucking thing. It's like, okay, you just said you fucking hated her. Why would you do this? 
Yeah. I feel like FP probably said, go do this, or else I'm going to kick your ass, you snotty teenage brats. Um, okay, I can buy that. Uh, speaking of FP, he also talks to Alice about how Betty is staying in his house and staying in his bedroom, and he's got to sleep on a fold-out couch with his son, and Alice is all like, aww. Aw, oh, beans. He did that for my daughter. And then they find out that uh, the shady man's car, who I think his name is Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne the who, Rock Johnson. Yes. Uh, uh, it belongs to a meth head. Yes. We find out that his they have found his car. Um, it's being pulled out of the swamp. So everybody's freaking out. And Effie's like, just play it cool. Everything will just, be fine. Just don't fucking do anything. Don't do anything stupid. And so Jughead and Betty do something. It's weird. I'm conflicted because, like, yes, it is stupid, but it is also in character for them. Mm-hmm. So I get why they thought that it was a good idea. And, like, I'm in, I'm interested to see where that one goes. Like, that's, like, th- this murder plot, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of this let's hide the body plot, but, like, any fucking port in a storm, right? Right. Like, I'll happily dock my ship here. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're... Betty and Jughead's plots always seem to be sort of like the Scooby-Doo mystery-focused. For sure. They're the, the investigators. Show. And they even, they even pretty much say as much in this episode that, like, their normal is sticking their nose in where it doesn't belong and yeah, investigating and shit. It's true. Um, and so then FP is like, you fucking idiots. Like, why would you fucking do that? You big dumb idiots. Yeah. And he makes some great points. And then a meth head shows up in Betty's house because yeah. chick fucked in. Okay. Chick is chick brought her on purpose. Chick is trying to get money from these people. Yeah. I, I you brought like, that this up. This is a common grift. Yeah. Yeah, you, you brought that up in the in our little chat before we actually started the episode, and like, I hadn't I really tweet. thought about it that way. I just thought Chick was being really dumb. No, but yeah, no, I think that's a, a, a definitely a fair. So yeah, um, so Chick shows up at the house with um, a a <laughs> a meth head, and she's like, hey, you know. Uh, I'll totally leave once you give me the money that's owed me. For $10,000. $10,000. What do you think it's like to be the human being who responds to the casting call for, like, meth head or ago? Like, <laughs> that's got to suck, right? Yeah. That's just got to be the fucking pits to be like, we need an ugly fat to come in here and get made fun of on set for being ugly and fat. Like, that's not a character they're playing. That's their fucking human body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. That... Ugh, it, I don't know. That kind of thing. I only say this because she looked very much like a meth head and had, like, meth head chin. Are you familiar <coughs> with meth head chin? Yes. Yes, I know okay. what you're talking about, and I think um, I think that's Hopefully just kind of playing prosthesis. into the. No, I, th- I just think it's kind of playing into the stereotype. I think that particular physical oh, feature is more common in like 
rural area. I, I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. But like, yeah, they they cast a type, and like to respond to the casting call for white trash meth head or any mean casting call must suck. Yeah, but you know. It's work. She does a she does a great job. She literally chews the scenery and is just like the yuckiest but funnest character in the episode. I, I was actually she looked really familiar and I looked her up and she's been in a bunch of stuff. Like she was in some episodes of like Buffy and Wait, what for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um she's been in some stuff. Uh Good for her. she looked really familiar. Um And I think a lot of like her kind of meth headiness is like some decent makeup. Uh, makeup and stuff. Good. Yeah. That that makes my heart feel better. So anyway, so yeah, she's like, hey, give me this $10,000 that Dwayne owed me, and I won't say anything about, like, you guys probably murdering him and dumping his For car. For sure. For sure you guys murked my garbage husband yes. or boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Um, so... And so she hangs out in their house until nine in the morning, apparently playing board games. God, what games do you think they played? Hopefully not Monopoly, because that's probably a great way to just like. I feel like con- I feel like just the, make someone admit they killed somebody. I feel like the Cooper house will probably plays a lot of Scrabble. Ugh, they're definitely ain't, they ain't playing like King of Tokyo and stuff. I can no, tell you that. No, they're they're real basic, basic board basic. games. Basic ass Milton Bradley there's, ass family. There's no, there's no potion explosion or. or uh, oh, I want to get potion explosion so bad. It's really fun. I love potion explosion. I, I haven't played it. It seems like a goddamn hoot. Yeah, uh, or or friggin' uh, Lords of Waterdeep. There's no Lords of Waterdeep in that table. That gets a lot of flack, but I enjoyed the one game of that I played. R- I like Waterdeep like, is intriguing. great. Yeah, I, I um, love Lords of Waterdeep. Um. So Betty goes to the bank to get the 10k, which like <laughs> I do need to suspicious stre- at all. So I I do need to stress just very briefly that if you're taking out that much money, mm-hmm. I I believe that that is above the threshold for a for a withdrawal where you don't have to sign a paper. So basically when you withdraw that much money, like the the person whose name is on the account. First off, Betty could not withdraw that money from her mother's account. No, like she would have to have like like power of attorney over her mother to use her accounts like that. And secondly, mom would need to be at the bank to basically sign a waiver for like government monitoring for taking that much money out in one transaction. Yeah, yeah. No. So there's, there's no whatever. way. I mean. If it's the th- if it's between this and the third child gang of the season, then I'm just gonna suspend my disbelief for this. I only have so much to go around. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. The creepy hotel owner shows up at one point. And- that beating was staged, which is why I like his appearance sold me that chick is is yeah. playing them that the hotel beating was staged also um he shows up with the same box cutter he had earlier listen he has a trademark weapon it's his signature tool he gets plus one on attack rolls Pref- with it preferred weapon box cutter uh-huh he's a he's got all the feats for it he's a japanese high school girl in a horror manga <laughs> jesus so so he's, 
Betty shows up with all the money and they're like, they count it. And Betty's looks very like calm and collected. And like, as the, the hotel owner like threatens him with a box cutter, Jughead just kicks the door open and rolls up with like all the younger, like Southside serpents. And like, I wanted somebody to say like, Jughead, the door was unlocked. The, The door was unlocked. You fucking idiot. Like, let's not draw attention to ourselves. But also, let's kick this door down with a <laughs> gang of children in what I would only assume is a neighborhood full of white people just just so ready to call the police on poor people. Yeah. I mean, I think there's enough going on in Riverdale that, like, all the neighbors around, like, the Andrews and the Coopers are like, oh, they're at it again. Could we have a fucking story? <laughs> That's just about, like, normal people in Riverdale who are just adjacent to this fucking style of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Who just kind of, it's more or less just a commentary track on the garbage that's going on. Oh, man, that I would watch that in a heartbeat. Old man Cardi yelling at the children to get out of the street. Hey, CW, <laughs> hire me for a web series where I just get angry at Riverdale, but it's I'm like a, in Riverdale in character. It's like a static camera of just like a window, like an upstairs window that you're just sitting at all the time watching everybody do things. These little brats are at it again. Oh. It's the fifth boy gang I've seen this week. Uh, so, uh, they the, the serpents chase out the, the two meth heads and Chick is like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. And Alice is like, yes, yes, you do. And Go away, chick. Yes. Uh, Allison also kind of changes her tune on the South Side Serpents. Um, and she starts... <laughs> when she apologizes to the Serpents about, like, constantly bad-mouthing them, she's wearing, like, a snake patch... Snakeskin jacket. That's, uh, yeah. like, a snakeskin pattern, like, blouse. And it's, and it's also like like prismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it's like, wow, could you could you be trying any harder to Did appeal? you go to JC Penny and buy that just for this speech? Yeah. She did show up in that one dress earlier in the season where it's a snakeskin pattern dress. That was like the- She has like she has this stuff mm-hmm. in her fucking closet. Like I feel like that actually kind of sp- like, when you read deeper, rather than just, like, the scene composition, mm-hmm. when you read deeper, it's like, she has had this snake shit for the longest time, basically, and hasn't gotten rid of it, because she always still feels like part of the snakes, but she also hates them. Like, mm-hmm. where are you at with this, Ma? Yeah, she. it's just, she hates this particular part of her past, and now she's coming to accept it again, kind of thing. Um, and then... Uh, we do see her roll up to FP's trailer, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he gives her a look, and like she walks in, and like he throws his gum out the door, and gets like this look on his face. He puts his fingers in his own mouth, and is like, ah, yeah, <laughs> like. Oh, the God. fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it, it for for the Coopers this time around. I'm fine with it. 
Yeah, it was okay. I wonder what's going to happen with Chick. Like, I don't necessarily enjoy the Chick plotline. Again, any port in a storm. But, like, at least it's been consistent. Yeah. You know? It's engaging, Mm -hmm. and it's consistently engaging. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely one of the better plot lines in the latter half of this season. So... Veronica Cheryl uh-huh. and Tony. I'm going to call this one the Tony plot because it, fuck everybody else. It really is. Tony is like sort of the impetus for everything. Veronica's just kind of there. So they investigate what happened to Cheryl because she's been like MIA on social media, uh-huh. which is suspicious for someone like Cheryl. Like, I don't feel like that's a stretch or like, oh, no. an eye roll. Like, oh, millennials and Instagram. It's like, yeah, of course it's fucking weird. She's not. She, if she's in the Alps, she would post a lot. Yeah, um, definitely. So, uh, so they they Tony, go to investigate, and it's engaging. Yeah, Tony, um, Josie, and Veronica go to investigate Thistle House, uh, and like they basically barge them way in, according to uh, Penelope when they're doing connecting their little interview. Um, hey, so this conversation is really weird, and like. Penelope's like, oh, I'll fucking go public with this information. How come these kids didn't double down on their threat and be like, okay, we'll report you to the sheriff for prostitution. We have witnesses. Yeah. Like, fucking at me, bitch. Yeah. Um. So I completely forgot about the whole the Josie pig, part of heart. this. Like, I, I remember- remembered that Josie was stalked, but I, I, I did I, forget about the pig heart. <laughs> So, same here. I forgot about that totally as well. So like, didn't when, they pin that on that janitor who died? Uh, I think they pinned it on Chuck. What the fuck? They pinned it on Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but she, good job keeping that in our memory. Hey guys, maybe you should have put that in the fucking recap this week. Yeah, maybe. Um, but when Penelope hands her the drawing and like. They open it up and look at it. It's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. But at the same time, like, I kind of expected them to be like, oh, this is really well drawn. <laughs> right. I completely like, forgotten about the whole other drawing. Josie getting pictures and stuff. And yes. Pigged hearts. Yeah. I for- completely forgot about that part of the show. Yeah. I thought that she kept her creepy pictures private, but nah. Um, so Josie, understandably. Yes. Is like, actually, fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> So then it's just Veronica and, and Tony that have to go rescue Cheryl, which we kind of forgot about Cheryl at the start of this episode, where she watches... Um, and oh, I consider it part of this plot line. Yes. Well, um, she's, she's being gay converted. Hey, wow, it's so... I enjoy watching this, and it doesn't just depress me to yeah. no fucking end, because yeah. it's a thing that actually happens. Yeah. No, it's, it's fucking terrible. Um, it's fucking garbage. But they Again, watch like an old timey like black and white like motion picture. Oh, yeah. Pause. You're fucking right. Because this was the first thing I texted you about. They do watch an old timey black and white anti queermo ad. Uh-huh. Um, and like, hey gang, fucking Kevin Keller and Moose are the star of it. And like, is Kevin an immortal gay? <laughs> It's, it's is Kevin I'm, immortal, and did he participate in anti-gay propaganda in the 1920s and 50s? Yeah, you know. As one does. 
now Jughead, the Jughead log does say that Cheryl is wondering what her friends are up to. So it's kind of like a she is projecting onto this this movie. But no, like it's whatever. I I want to buy into it in a very diagenic, literal sense. Yes, no. To I just mean, really circle back to our mythos because finally we're we have some fun mythos stuff with like. Plus one, not like box cutters and like <laughs> immortal Kevin Keller, preferred um, weapon, like box the cutter. master of masks. Yes, uh, the archdeacon has cursed the town to live in a time loop, and artifacts of the old timelines are are seeping in. Um, Fuck yes, she's unkillable. She is unkillable. So, oh dude, the archdeacon is Cheryl from the future. <gasps> yes, yeah. So Cheryl becomes the archdeacon. How wild would it be if Cheryl was also her mom, though? She is all of them. She is the... She's the, all three generations. She is and the, she's also the baby. She's the baby, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, after they get kicked out by Penelope, uh, the Archdeacon, yeah. Nana Rose Blossom, uh, decides to call Tony at school... Uh, and she does this by th- yeah. throwing herself onto the floor and, like, commando crawling to an old-timey telephone. Dude, she's metal as fuck. She's like, metal gear she, as fuck. She's a super problematic racist old white woman, but, like, props, man. You gotta give props. Yes, I I um, love this actress. I want to find some other things she is in because, like... She's great. She is super great. <laughs> Um, we she that- also says like some complicated French name. Is that Tony's real name? Yes. T- so we learned that Tony's real name is Antoinette, and that's just hey. How the-, the fuck does Nana Rose know that? Uh, I don't think Nana Rose knows it. I think the school knows it, and they just call her that. Right, 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 right. But here's so here's where my logical disconnect is. Nana Rose says, "I need to talk to the lesbian with the pink hair," and they're like, "Oh, you mean Tony Topaz? Okay, call Antoinette down here." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> also, remember the Archdeacon is the master of Riverdale. Oh my God, it is also Cheryl. That means Cheryl already experienced this and knows Tony's real name. The fucking the 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 mythos is only strengthened this episode, which is the first time that's happened in season two. Because now we have extra planner fucking ice elemental warriors blowing up cars. Like it's back, baby. It's back in goddamn force. Oh man, you're totally right. Um, so so Nana, I take Rose- it back. This episode was great. <laughs> Nina Rose um, tells Tony that uh, Cheryl's at the sisters, and then she gets cut off as as Claudia shows up and pulls the phone out, like the phone line out of the wall. It looks like he cut it with an axe. Like yeah. it's that classic frayed. Like I've cut the phone line, you bitch. Yeah, but then like the arch. <laughs> I'm watching it again right now. The Archdeacon looks up at him and gives her... Those big, big teeth. Yes. She gives him this, like, horrible grimace. And, like, if it lingered, like, a second longer, I just kind of expected Claudius to just explode up against the wall. Like, (laughs) like she's summoning her telekinetic powers to explode Claudius. She casts fucking, like... Bigby's crushing hand on Claudius. <laughs> Power word kill. 
Well, like, Nana Rose knows she's succeeded. She knows that she gets... Mm-hmm. She Actually, she probably doesn't know that she gets interrupted, but she knows that she has to get at least that far in the message yeah. for Tony to put the clues together. Like, yeah. this, Cheryl knew this when she traveled back in time <laughs> through that planner rift. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, Tony... We're finally back to being the most unapproachable show... I know. ...about Riverdale. Yes. And it, I have never been happier. So, Tony talks to Veronica, who's like, the sisters, I don't know what that is. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Oh, wait, it was like a major plot line last season. It's been a plot line, like, several times. Oh, dunk. Yeah. So, they're like, all right, we'll, we'll talk to, uh... We'll talk to Kevin to see if he knows anything about it. And he's like, yeah, it's one of the few places in the country that still does conversion therapy, but like off the books. And there's totally... I stand by it. Go in there and kill everyone on staff. I stand by it. I will die on this hill. Yeah, no. Um, but <laughs> he does talk about how there is a gay hookup tunnel <laughs> where he can go meet guys Let's in the Let's just say that it's a, it's a tunnel... That some boys enter and it feels great. <laughs> Veronica calls it the secret gay hookup tunnel, which it is. It is. It's it's a gay smuggling sex tunnel. Yes, it's the underground gay road. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll, we'll count that. Okay. Put it on the board. So uh, um, Tony- so they go to the gay tunnel with like. Big old bolt cutters. <laughs> they do, and they wear the least appropriate sneaking attire that has ever been conceived. Yeah, I do want to talk about this, because season three Veronica is going to wear a virgin killer. Like, yeah. 110%, the way that she is heading through like recent fashion memes, she is going to wear a virgin killer sweater, and we're going to see a little bit of butt crack. <laughs> because, like... This fucking boob window was not a boob window. It was a boob bay window. Yes. It was fucking huge. So, yes. Um, Veronica and also des- they wear fucking, like, six-inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica decides that a keyhole sweater, a one that has a zipper on the back, so it's not like a pullover. It's one that you have to be zipped mm-hmm. into. Um, How did she zip it all the way up? I don't. I don't. On know. her own, does she have a complicated like Rube Goldberg machine that pulls? Yeah, the zipper she she up? uses a like a wire hanger that she has like stretched out. Oh shit, that would probably work really well. Yeah. Damn, you smart. Yeah. Um, and Tony wears her serpent jacket and like. I didn't notice until they were in the tunnel and the flashlight is on her, but she is just wearing like this like a sheer. sheer yeah, like like it's a it's like a is it sheer, twill? Like, like what n- is it? It's like a nylon shirt, <laughs> and just like strapless black bra underneath it. Like this is the most like women in prison yeah. femsploitation no, movie totally I've ever like fucking a, seen. Yes, it has a women in prison motif, one hundred percent. It's like a faster pussycat kill kill like thing going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just noticed. She's wearing the sweater, and it's, like, it has, like, the thick, like, rib sweater, like, collar, like, turtleneck collar, but then it's the tactile just, neck. And and then it's just, like, sheer the rest of the way down, like... What the fuck? Oh, God. But, yeah, so they split up. And None of your outfit choices are appropriate here, ladies. Like, also for also, the auspices of your mission. Also, her pants are just, like, super, like, torn up on the front, too. 
okay, listen. Hi, kids. This is Kyle. Don't do a crime. But if you're gonna do a B&E to a place you're not supposed to be, so... And E? I was trying to bring it home, but just, like, it was close enough. Um, hey, wear some fucking, like, pants that are, like, you can run and jump on fences in that, like, are a little loose but a little tight and give, like, that flexibility. And just wear a fucking relatively form-fitting black long sleeve shirt and gloves. Like, that's all you fucking need, kids. Now go out and don't do crime. But, I, I mean... Legally, I guess just wear it for like manhunt if you if that's still a thing kids do. I don't know. All they do is play on their cell phones. Yeah, I don't think kids I'm do done. manhunt anymore. Um, Manhunt's tight as fuck, and I do adult manhunt. I, I've been trying to get a group together for a, like an adult ass <laughs> manhunt for a long time. Nice. We used to take it very seriously in high school. It was a goddamn blast. Nice. Um, um, so yeah. so they go into the to the gay conversion camp. Yes, uh, Tony. They split up, and Tony finds Cheryl in the movie room, and she's very surprised to see Cheryl there. And like, she's also like crying. Yeah. And, we do need to stress, I don't want to go crazy into it, but Cheryl has been getting, like, gaslit this episode. Yes. And, like, just, like, physically and emotionally and mentally abused. So, like, fuck this plot line. You don't get to give me what you give me at the end of this episode and make me be like, oh, yeah, this is fine. This makes up for it. Yeah. It fucking doesn't. Yeah, no, I don't. Because I don't trust that you can do that plot line, Riverdale. I'll I'll talk about that when we get there. But um so then they kiss in front of all of the kids who are getting gay converted or are like orphans or whatever, mm-hmm. which is kind of just like rude. It's a little rude. It's a little it's, rude, especially when they abandon them there, huh? Yeah, they do abandon them there. They all just kind of none of them react to anything that is happening and yeah. they also like fuck. There's a lot of nuns all over the place as you are about to find out. You really got to save this for later. Packs. Yeah, also, how are there no nuns in the fucking room they're in? That's true, too. Like, um, at least two. Where the fuck are the orderlies? And so this is what I'm talking about. Like, I would love for there to be a web series where, like, someone is just, like, one of these kids in this fucking room right now. And they're like, what, what the hell? Get us out of here, you <laughs> bitch. Why are you doing this? No, no, I want to see how this movie ends. Yeah, like... Damn, help us too, you jag. It's so they escape after escaping like fucking chain gangs, like home gangs of nuns. Yes, it's like a, a death wall of nuns coming down the hallway. <laughs> it's a punk show that's about to go very wrong. Yes. Uh, this, oh, so they escape out of the tunnel and just like run away, and the day is saved. And then. <laughs> Like, the last 30 seconds of this episode is, like, the most tonally dissonant thing from everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, what? Hold on. Noah, do you mean to tell me that Cheryl's writing is inconsistent? What? No. I don't believe you. That's never been the so, case, So, there's one question I have before we talk about this, and it's like, 
Where is Cheryl living now? Did she just go back home? She's just back in school, right? Yeah, like, she's just sort I of... don't think you can extract someone from a place illegally, and then they just get to go back to school, right? <laughs> well, and then that. star in the musical, right? Well, there's that, and there's like she's like all done up again. She like looks like normal Cheryl and everything. And she like, has her clothing. Yeah, like did she go back home? Did her mom see her and be like, "I'm back." And she's like, oh, well, damn it, I guess that failed. I can't just do that again. Ah, beans. All they had to do was put her in Tony's clothes. Yeah. Or Veronica's clothes. Just anything that would tell us where she is living right now. Uh, But shocker, they dropped the ball on Cheryl. I just remembered a a good line earlier from Betty about how, like, she's not being accepted by the serpents. And she's like, what do I do? Do I have to wear plaid? I thought was a. I thought that was a <laughs> that cute did one. make me laugh. I, I like Lily Reinhardt. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's very very. I would argue that she might be the strongest actress on the show. That is also being provided with like, consistently. I, I have consistent material, relatively consistently, because I I have gone on record as saying that all of the female characters are written really inconsistently. Mm. But like. She yes, she is the most consistently funny, and she consistently does spins like whatever turd she is given into gold. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I like Lily Reinhardt like genuinely. I think that she's just absolutely lovely as Betty, as all of the Bettys. Yes, all of them, all five so of them. Sh- Cheryl, okay, are you watching the episode right now? I am. I'm on the scene. So I want you to go to the end of that scene where... So basically, she approaches Kev, Kevin know, Keller and she's I like... I think I know what you're about to say. She's like, the musical. I want to be in it. I'm your whatever actress mm-hmm. that I'm referencing. And I'm going to burn this place to the ground. And like the camera gets like orange tinted. But hey, I want you to everyone look at Kevin. <laughs> I was going to break this up if you did it. Look at Kevin. <laughs> He fucking hams it up to, like, 15 on a scale of 1 to 10. It's so fucking good. So, yeah, Carol's... Carol. Sherry... Oh, God, I'm really messing this up. (laughs) Cheryl says she's going to be Carrie White, the main character of Carrie, obviously. And she says, yeah, I'm going to burn this school down. And, like, she says it, and after she's done saying it, there's, like, a good, like, three seconds... Where Kevin doesn't react, and then he just goes like, ooh, like big, like, oh, mouth, ooh, like, shocked. Like he's looking off screen at other people. Like, that belongs in the blooper reel, y'all. Like, also, like, I do want to say, is Cheryl's turn away from Kevin diagenic? Like, is it in the universe? Because she walks up to Kevin, says, I'm going to be in your play, and then turns her back to him and addressing nobody says, and I'm going to burn this school down. And then Kevin's like, what the fuck? I think it is 100% diagenic. She's addressing the room, i.e. just Tony, who was on the couch. Tony. Oh, my. Like, it's... I don't know if the show needs to decide if it wants to take itself seriously or not seriously. And my vote is for not seriously. Can we please drop the fucking melodrama and just do a really good, bad show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I like I'm to excited imagine, for the musical. I like to imagine, like, right after this scene, she's just like, okay, off the class, and just, like, runs away. I have AP bio. Bye. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Yeah. You don't get to give me Blaze Blossom now. It's been, what, like 15, 16, 20 episodes? It's been a long fucking time. It's been time. 29 episodes since Blaze Blossom because we got a little bit of Blaze in the very first episode, and that was about it. Did you say, it. what episode number is this? This is... Oh, wait, this is chapter 30, but this is episode 17, so that would be 16 episodes, yes. Yeah, you don't get to give me Blaze Blossom after 15 episodes of mishandling my favorite character on the show. Yeah. I don't believe that you are capable of doing it, writers of Riverdale. You did a bad job, and you need you don't just get to get me excited. I'm not excited because I don't think I'm going to get it this time. My expectations have been dashed time and time again yeah so i'm i've i I started this podcast as like another cheery voice Mm -hmm. to compliment your cheery voice yeah and i sort of have just become a curmudgeon a little bit but at the same time i don't think that's unwarranted i i definitely yeah i totally understand and like i i agree with you if we started, like, Teen Wolf as a podcast, oh, I would be super excited from seasons one to maybe a little bit into season three, and then I would become a curmudgeon. I think it's just the show, like, I'm not afraid to say when I don't like something. No, yeah. And not in, like, the way that most people are proud of. It's just, like, I'm here to talk about the show and my thoughts on the show, mm-hmm. and I don't, like, I don't like a lot of what it does. Um, but boy, oh boy... No, don't get your hopes up, Kyle. You've been hurt before. Yeah. If if they get if Blaze is just the fucking is just the fucking best. <laughs> that would be so good. It would be. It'd be so much fun. I'm better. an actress. You heard me. I just fake cried. Hi. Hi. So this yeah, I'm excited for the musical just because it'll be something different. Can mm-hmm. we just fucking kill Hiram Lodge already? And you know what? Can we just fucking kill Archie too? It's boring. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we jump straight to the part where Archie jumps in front of a bullet to save Kevin Keller and fucking dies? <laughs> Damn, going for that uh, life with Archie ending, huh? That dark ass Archie ending. It is wild to think that in most universes, Archie's life terminates with his own death, like a heroic ass death. Yes. Um. Wow. God. Um. Yeah. Just. Just fucking drop Archie already. He's only holding the show back. Unless you guys can really figure out what to do with him. I enjoy him most as a horny dumb boy. Oh my god, I just read something on the Wikipedia page about the development of this show. That just about melted my brain. Do tell. So Warner Bros. began development on an Archie feature film in 2013. With a pitch from the writers. Uh... Uh, that would be like a teen comedy feature with John Hughes tradition. The duo brought the project to Warner Brothers, where a VP recommended a more high-concept direction inclu- involving time travel or interdimensional what? portals. What? What? <laughs> what? What? Suggest- what? Suggesting Louis C.K. could portray an older Archie. Did you just say Louis C.K.? Yeah. This was 2013. I mean, this was before. This was, bef- this was before we realized that Louis C.K. was a fucking creep. Yes. Um, How did I not hear about this? Man, I think I would rather see Archie dead than turn into Louis C.K. Yeah. or some Louis C.K. looking ass. 
like, hey, Noah, mm-hmm. are we time travelers? Well, we're definitely like, traveling forward through time. No, shut... N- no. <laughs> like, in the future, Noah, are we going to develop time travel and come back in time to pitch the best Archie movie <laughs> of all time to Warner Brothers? Oh, God. I hope so. About rifts and fucking time travel. <laughs> also, I like... Are we the most accurate Archie podcast on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> come back to the mic. Come back to the mic. No. <laughs> I fucking can. Oh man! All right. Like, uh, so this season so far, just, uh, I'm I'm a four out of ten. Yeah, it hasn't been all that great. And last I'm, season, seven out of, eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. It was perfect. I don't know about don't change that. Change anything. Uh, I do think uh, once the Sabrina show got announced and like, oh yeah. Right. It, oh fuck. I guess that might be something to look forward to. Yeah, that's supposed to be out later this year. Um but once that got announced, that kind of killed a lot of like the weirder the aspects. Yeah. Of the shit. show. Especially when it got announced that it was on Netflix. Uh-huh. I never thought I would say I missed the Black Hood arc, but I I do miss the Black Hood arc right now. I I'm I want I want the Black Hood to show back up, honestly. It would. I want the Black Hood to show back up and kill Hiram Ajahn Archie, <laughs> and then he takes his mask off, and it's Archie from the future. Oh God! Oh man, Shit. that would. Be, oh, that would be would fucking be tight. That would be tight. Dude. Okay, so next episode is Chapter Thirty One: A Night to Remember. Is this the musical? This is gonna be Carrie the musical. I'm so pumped. Like, I just want. And I'm just ready for now. Something completely different. Oh wait. What? No. What? I'm looking at the air date, and it's supposed to be April 18th. So I think we're on another break. All right. We well, have to. Fuck. We have to do something next week, though, because do you know Why? what next week is? April Fool's Day. No, no, no. April 8th. April 8th. Dude, that's two weeks. Is it? No, yes. No, no. That's one week. One week from today. Oh, on the seventh. The seventh, the seventh and eighth. So, okay. What's on the seventh and eighth? The eighth, last year, was our first episode. Okay. So here, okay. So then I propose this, Noah. Mm-hmm. We basically have done this ourselves. Let's like genuinely sit down and craft a season of Archie. Of Riverdale as we would, like, the direction we would take it. Let's make a fan fiction. Okay. Yes. Like, that sounds fun as shit. All right. Yes, that's what we'll do next week. Awesome. Do we want to Do we want to pick it up? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just make it. It's its own season, and, like, we can start from scratch, and we just go We'll We'll do our own Archie show. Yes. It's a reboot that occurs in 20 years. Okay. Yes. When it's we time travel great. <laughs> back in time to pitch this. We did. Okay. We need to find, in all seriousness, we need to find pictures of the people who did pitch this to Warner Brothers because I swear to God, it's us. Well, apparently the original pitch for the feature film was Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and director Jason Moore. Um, but Who uh, has their ear, though? How d- deep does the rabbit hole go? <sighs> Follow the money. 
Follow the money to Noah and Kyle. Follow the maple syrup blood money. Also, please follow us on all your social medias. It helps. Hi, this is the plug part of the show. <laughs> Good segue. Um, you want to watch? You want to hear us? You can check us out at mapleandblood.podbean.com. Uh, you can follow us at tumblr.com, uh, mapleandblood.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash mapleandblood. Uh, on Twitter, we are at mapleandblood. Um, where else are we? Uh, you can email us, uh, mm. mapleandblood at gmail.com, and you can check out our WordPress page, mapleandblood.wordpress.com. Um, it's been fun. I will also say um, Anime Daydreams has been like posting out of context quotes from our episodes yes <laughs> on they twitter are, they are they're great. very good they're, they're very, very good. funny they tickle me pink yes. um so yeah Noah, what you been up to where, like where can folks get you got um, anything to announce i don't have anything new to announce really um but you can follow me uh at common otaku that's k-a-m-e-n-o-t-a-k-u on twitter um that's really about it. Uh, you should go and check out my other show, uh, the Role Playing Exchange, which is like a role playing games, a uh, big surprise, uh, actual play and um, like conversation, like topic podcast. Um, I also show up on the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast every now and then, uh, so you should check that out. Uh, you should go check out some of our friends, though. Mm. Um, we've all uh, we're friends with uh, the guys over at like the Mix Six, uh, Anime Daydreams, um, Kame House Party, and uh, Good Brews Bad Views. So you should go check out all those shows. There, they're all really they're all good. very good. Yes, I've been I've been listening to a lot of stuff now. Um, just like while I'm because I'm like crushed under freelance work right now, which is just like such a nice sensation to be working consistently. Yes. Um, unrelated, they're not friends of ours, but um, if you like music and like really clever stuff, um, my wife Catherine got me into a podcast called Bombarded. Basically, it's a band uh, called Lindby that do like a, a tabletop game actual play but they have like these really neat unique uh mechanics all of the characters are some sort of multi-classed bard and they play they basically make music during the game it's it's really really funny and it's very very cool and it's very very good my wife got me turned on to it it's very fun that's unaffiliated with us check them out yeah dude you'll love them like for sure for sure for sure i'm i'm telling the fans because i want to tell you nice um so if you want to hit your boy Kyle up, um, patreon.com slash Kyle Cardi. Um, thank you to our new followers. Uh, well, my new followers uh, this month. No, you don't have any followers. Just kidding. Should, um, should we do a Patreon? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. We're not at that point. But, like, I, I, if you want to PayPal donate, I guess I can't stop you. Um, so... I have a Kickstarter going right now, Savage Tokusatsu. Uh, as of this morning, we broke $6,000, which is just buck wild. I need to make more stretch goals, I think. Like, we have still in double digits of days to go. Um, mm -hmm. If you like transforming heroes and 
all that stuff and like kaiju and all that please check it out it's a great role-playing game um and it's also incredibly difficult to advertise without using certain shows because those are the tags people look for yes um it's yeah it's it's a goddamn hoot um if you want to get at me i am at best pal brigade on twitter um i've been pretty active and i've been enjoying interacting with like positive twitter people Mm -hmm. um as long as i don't you know step into the deep end of the pool i think i'll enjoy my time on twitter again um you can follow my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash bestpalbrigade. Uh, sometimes we stream games. Um, sometimes we, like, stream our, our consistent campaign, which we are gearing up for a totally new arc right now. Uh, it's a non-problematic fantasy world based on music, which is partially why my wife started listening to Bombarded. And boy, oh boy, they are actually talented musicians where we're just doing musical influences. Um, <laughs> so... If you also want to check something out, uh, my wife Catherine, for the Kickstarter, she has been doing what I would describe as Inferno Cop on an even lower budget. (laughs) Um, It's called Saturday Morning Tokusatsu Theater, and it is fucking hilarious. Like, every time time she, she shows me what she's written and, like, recorded and all that, I'm in stitches. Like, we do the editing together. And it's so funny. It's like terrible, like literal popsicle stick figure animations. That's just like one really tongue-in-cheek advertisement for the book. It's so funny. I really, really, really cannot recommend they checking are it out like enough. super cute and super hilarious. Um, and that's yeah, that's all I got going on. Um, this has been this has been a fun, fun trip these past couple of months. This episode, eh. But also at the same time, yeah, because finally some fun stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, and I'm this, I'm, this one but, gets us a five. It's perfectly middle of the road because some of it's really bad, but some of it's really good. Yeah. And we only have five episodes left in the season, so that's wild. We're we're coming up on it. Uh, the last episode is scheduled to air a couple days before my birthday, actually. So that's gonna be interesting. Happy birthday, Mr. Noah Dent. Oh. Um, All right. So, for Maple Syrup Blood Money, I have been your frost Chinese ninja host, Noah Carden. Get over here. I've been your host, Kyle Cardi. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.